Parshas for Eira Tevet Tavshin Pei Aleph. Beginning of the parsha, it says, "Vedabi Moshe Kenel Bnei Israel." Moshe spoke to Bnei Israel. V'loshem Ural Moshe, and they did not listen to Moshe. Mikotzer Ruach, from the shortness of breath, miavot the from the hard work. That Bnei Israel had been suffering so much that they could not listen to what Moshe had to say. Um, we have to analyze what that means. Why not? Pasuk continues, "Ve'davar Hashem al Moshe Lemar." Hashem speaks to Moshe. Hashem says, "Bo Davar, go speak to Paro that you send Bnei Israel out from Bnei Mitzrayim. Bo Davar al Paro, go speak to Paro, Melch Mitzrayim, the King of Mitzrayim. Bishalach es Bnei Israel miartso, and it should send away the Bnei Israel from his land." Pasuk Yud Beis, "Ve'davar Moshe l'Bnei Hashem Lemar." Moshe says before Hashem, "Hein, behold, Bnei Israel loshem weilai." Bnei Israel didn't want to listen to me. Ve'ech Yishmaeni Faro. How is power going to me? And I am uh, tongue-tied. This is one of the, Rashi says, is one of the Kalvachomers we have in the Torah, where Moshe Rinner says that if B'nai Israel could not listen to me, certainly Paro will not listen to me. Now, there's something we have to um, analyze here. Why are we comparing Paro's believing and the B'nai Israel's believing? The Bnei Israel are going through difficult times. They're going through hard work, and they had a hard time listening. They looked forward to going free. Paro is in another category. Paro doesn't believe in Hashem. What is the connection between Paro and Bnei Israel? So, there's a fascinating Yalkut. The Yalkut says, "Loshem um, Moshe the Moshe from the hard from the shortness of breath." According to the suffering, is there such a thing as a man? You go, you tell somebody good news. You tell somebody uh, he's going to win the lottery. You tell somebody he's in jail, he's going to go free. You tell somebody he's working hard, he's not going to have to work. If a person who's sick will get better. Of course he's Sameach, he's happy. Why couldn't they listen to Bnei Israel? Bnei Israel cannot listen to Moshe because of the hard work. continued, Bein Zachar. The possible the person has a, a a a son is born or his master takes him out to freedom won't, he won't uh, rejoice. That's a Yalkut's question. What does it mean? And they could not listen to Moshe. It was hard for them to separate themselves from Avodazara. I think the answer raises more questions than we than answers. It says Kalisrael cannot listen to Moshe because they didn't want not want to separate from Avodazara. What about Azar? What are we talking about? Because a few people go back in the end of Parshat Shemos, when the Moshe came to came to Bnei Israel and told them that they're going to go free. It says Ve'yamein Ha'am, and the people believed. Ve'yishmu they heard Ki Parkat Hashem et Bnei Israel that Hashem had remembered Bnei Israel Chirat Anyam, and he saw their um, affliction by Yiktu, and they bowed down by Shtakim, and they prostrated themselves. They bowed down to Hashem. So it said they did believe, and this is Bnei Israel. Of course they believed. What's going on here? Put that uh, those questions aside for a second. Let's look at something else. Also in the parsha, Moshe and Aaron come before Paro, and they um, Moshe uh, sorry Aaron Aaron throws down his stick before uh, Paro. He throws down his stick, and it says there. It said that they um, it turned into a snake, and the 
magicians of Paro also threw down their sticks, also turned into a snake, turned into snakes. They said, they started to laugh at Moshe and Aaron. They said, you came to a place to show us magic? We are the, 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 uh, the headquarters of the world for Kishuf, for sorcery. We can do whatever you want, whatever you can do. What's the big deal? But then it says, The staff of Aaron, the stick of Aaron swallowed their staffs. That already was a little beyond what they can do because they could turn something into something else, but to make a stick act as a snake and swallow the other sticks, that's something that um, could not, uh, they could not do, and therefore they were stuck over there. And you would expect at that point they saw something which was beyond their abilities, um, and they see that you know Aaron is superior, they should be impressed. Do teshuva, but next but accepting the elder. Exactly, Paro. Paro's heart was hardened. There was no, no, they are not impressed at all. No teshuva, nothing at all. So what's going on here? Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they um, be impressed? So, Rav Dessler explains that this is the very root of Avodah Zarah. We have to analyze what is Avodah Zarah exactly. Where did it come from? What is it all about? And he says Avodah Zarah very simply is a person's not, a person is not willing to look deeper into something to get to its root. To look and and say, you know, I'm not seeing the whole picture, let's look a little more, think a little more, to think and think, and then come to the conclusion that there's Hashem in the world. We see this very clearly in uh, the theory of evolution. The evolutionary theory traces a man state by state. It said first he was... uh, uh, this creature and then that creature and he became more and more advanced and that's what evolution is all about. However, they they don't want, they stop at the point of explaining where did the original matter, the primary matter, it's not accounted for. Where did it evolve from? And then they get stuck there and they say we'll find that we'll figure it out sooner or later. They don't have all the answers. And but they don't that doesn't seem to bother them. They stop over there and stay there. You don't want to take it to the next step and say, you know what, I have to admit, I think there's a God in the world. Somebody made all this. That's what uh, we, we need to do, right? The scientists don't want to do that. They, don't, they, don't want, they do not want to go to the, to the root, to the bottom, and say there must be a creator in the world, must be a Shem in the world. Rambam explains that in the um, development of Avodah Zarah, where did Avodah Zarah come from in the first place? There was a generation of Enosh, they began to think a little differently. They started to um, um, see, see the, the astronomical bodies, the sun and the moon and the stars, and say these must be um, servants of Hashem, and therefore will serve them, will serve Hashem by serving these bodies. And in the beginning they believed that, of course, Hashem is the one who gives them the power to do anything. The, 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 the heat and the strength of the sun and the moon and all of the, um, all of the universe all are, all are uh, given energy by Hashem. However, they came to the second stage where they started to say that the sun and the moon had power of their own, similar to a king who delegates his lower jobs to his uh, 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 ministers, his other government officials, and that somehow these things have their own power. The sun and the moon and the stars have their own power. And eventually they forgot about divisional power and they went just to the Avodah and they served only idols. So Avodah true Avodah really is simply a lack of thinking. Not thinking when we should be thinking. So, when it says, the Bnei Yisrael, Lo Shemua Moshe, they couldn't listen to Moshe. Mikotzei Ruach, shortens of breath, 
Sipurno says they cannot settle their minds to contemplate. They could not stop and think. This is the famous Mishil Hashem. Also, Mishil Hashem says that Paro is the marshal of Paro is compared to the Eight Sahara. The Eight Sahara himself, what does he want? He doesn't want you to think. Paro said, "Well, we're going to work the people so much, right?" to give him so much work that they cannot think. They cannot think about Hashem. They cannot think about freedom. They cannot think about something higher and something greater. And that's what Shil Hashem and Yitzhahara does. Yitzhahara does exactly that. He tries his hardest to get us so busy and so overwhelmed with all the things we have to do in life, all the secondary things, that we fail to look into and think about what we have to think about, about our, where we're we going, what is our direction. That's the opening word of Mishil Tashorim. Yisod HaChasidus, Vishorosh Avodah Tamimo, the Yisod, the basis of Chasidus and the Shorosh, the true Shorosh of, of everything. Sheyispaira v'yisamitz etzal adam, a person has to make clear and make true his conviction. Ma chavaso ba'olamo. What is our obligation in the world? Why are we here? What is it all about? What are we trying to do? To see our life that we are um, here for a purpose. So finally, let's get back to the original question. Now we can start to answer it. The Kalvachom the, uh, Moshe made, Moshe said, if B'nai Yisrael, who who are closer to Hashem and don't believe in the Vodah Zarah, if they could not listen to me, right, and they could not break away and think a little deeper, it means that there was some element of Avodah Zarah in Bnei Israel. They could not think deeper and they could not think into believe that Hashem runs everything and there's going to be a better day and they're going to be free. That they could not think that Hashem is really going to save them. They were too overwhelmed with work. If they cannot do that and they're free and they're working hard and they cannot think, Paro, who... Is further away, Paro serves the Vodah Zarah. Paro for sure will not be able to accept the words that Hashem came to him and Hashem that he should uh, uh, let the Bnei Israel go. Paro is the one who says, Li Ori, Paro did not just believe in the Vodah Zarah, he considered himself a Vodah Zarah, he considered himself to be a some kind of a god. He said, I made the Nile, I was the one who created myself. He would do extremely interesting things just to make cover keep his cover to make sure that nobody realized that he's only a person I, I just think it's interesting the uh, it says that Moshe Bainer was told to go down to Paro to the Nile uh, early in the morning when Paro was there why was Paro there early in the morning he said he would uh, relieve himself he was a human being and he claimed that he was a god to so be able to sit all day and not use the bathroom and he would most most nefesh, I say. I think I don't think it was easy. He would go through his whole day not going, not using the bathroom in order to show that he's a god. And imagine that. Like I, if you talk about lack of thinking, I mean, did he realize that he's put it on a show? Did he realize that he's not a god? But you know what? People can get so carried away with things that are ridiculous. And sometimes, and you know, I keep saying that we see in this in our world today how there are certain ideas in the world that are being advanced that you wonder, like, what are they thinking? Or why are they thinking? And the answer is that, not that what are they thinking or why are they thinking? The answer is they're not thinking. That's the Sahara. The Sahara wants us to get so caught up in nonsense that we stop thinking. And it's time for us to open our minds and our brains and start to think there's a creator in the world like Avraham Avinu uh, at three years old discovered there's Hashem in the world because he thought and he thought about what's going on he realized I'm here for a purpose and there's something to be done and I have a job to do and I have a mission to accomplish my life